Hello and welcome to Crooks Investor. Today we're going to be answering a question which pops up a lot in social media and some of the headlines I've been reading this week, which is, is Chile going to nationalize the copper and lithium industry? Um, big question. I don't have the answers, but I know someone who does. So we're joined today by Alex Black from Rio2. Alex, how are you, sir? Uh, great, Matt. Thanks for uh, having me on. Well, it, it, like I say, the, I'm, I'm seeing headlines, I'm seeing it on Twitter, I'm seeing it in um, the mining press, uh, and there's a, a thing that just doesn't go away. We've been talking about it for uh, the last year or so. We've spoken to lots of people in country um, uh, about it who've made assurances to us, but it's the, the Constitution is being rewritten, and it seems, from looking from the outside, that they are going to nationalise the copper and lithium industry. Is that true? Um no, um, I don't think so. Um, and, and I've seen the same sort of commentary um, as you've seen in, in, in social media, et cetera. So I think this is a good opportunity for me to just outline this whole constitutional um, reform process that's going on in Chile. And, you know, this is not me mining guy biased because I'm doing business there. I've got feedback from my uh, independent legal counsel in Chile um, a very good firm called Guerrero Olivos. Um, they, they, they are very good in, in the country from a mining perspective, and they've helped me clarify exactly what this process is that the country is going through. So what I'd like to do is just quickly talk through that. Sure, yeah. And then we can talk about the instances of, of, of you know, false reporting in respect to, to what's going on. So... Um, with your permission, can I go ahead and do that? Yeah, please, please do. I'm, I'm going to be taking notes. <laughs> okay. So um, all this started back in October of 2019. As people will remember, there was a big, um, uh, there was big social unrest in Chile. Um, there were protests going on. There was infrastructure, public um, infrastructure, etc., being burnt, subway stations, etc., and it was a big uprising against the Piñera government. And also against the, um, I guess, people feeling that they weren't getting heard or weren't getting, um, you know, the welfare, the education and the um, medical, uh, uh, I guess, support from, from the government. And so that social unrest was met with an agreement in two, the next month in November 2019 for peace and also for a new constitution. So... Um, then the uh, government sat down with the various uh, bodies that were active on this front and came up with constitution convention limits. And so the way the constitution works is it's got a, um, a membership of 155 people. Um, I'll go through the election of that in a minute. Uh, there's a voting quorum of two-thirds. So everything that gets passed in the Constitutional Convention needs two-thirds vote from that 155 membership. Uh, it has a defined term. It was supposed to stop or, or be completed in April of 2022. It started in July 2021, supposed to be completed nine months later, but there was one opportunity to extend it by three months, which has happened. And now the uh, constitutional uh, process will run until the 4th of July this year. That's it. There's no more extensions, no more timeframes, you know, on, on top of that. Um, and remembering, this has got nothing to do with the government. 
This is an independent body made up of 155 members, some of which are not tied to political parties at all. Um, and that was a quite a, an interesting um, outcome of the election of the 155 members. So there's predefined limits for the convention. Those limits are you've got to respect the Republic, the Republic of Chile and the norms of the Republic of Chile. You've got to respect democracy. You've got to respect the rule of law. You've got to res respect existing international treaties. So they're all the um, limits that have been applied to this convention that is going on now. Once approved, once if, if the constitutional reform is approved, then the convention will come to an end, it'll be dissolved, right? Well, actually, it's when it's tabled. So when it's tabled, and I'll talk about when it's going to be tabled um, and, and voted upon, then the constitutional um, committee is dissolved and it goes away and, and hands over um, you know, the constitution to the government. So in October 2020, there was a vote um, um, in, in Chile which is a plebiscite, right, so referendum, uh, for a new constitution and for the constitutional convention. And in both cases, the vote was about 78 79%. So, um, you know, it was well received. 7.5 million people voted. Approximately 50% of the electoral roll were, were, were uh, made up of those 7.5 million uh, people that voted. And that has been the highest participation uh, ratio of any public election ever in Chile. So that was the most attended election ever in Chile. So that's how important people think this whole uh, process is about, the people of Chile. So in April 20, 2021, the convention started, and as I said, it had a nine-month... Um, uh, sorry, it, 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 it... In April 2021, but um, the elected... They elected 155 members to the convention. Similar to the congressional um, election uh, process that happens in Chile. Um, you know, there were various groups, uh, but what they, what were, were uh, additional limits to the way this membership was chosen was gender parity. So there's almost an even mix of women and men. 17 members had to be indigenous people. So that's happened. And non-political parties could have representation uh, or members represent represented in the commission, which has happened as well. And there's a big percentage of those that are not tied to any political party. So once the, once the 155 were elected, seven committees were set up, right? Subcommittees within the, within the convention. One was to do with the political system. One was to do with principles of democracy, nationality, citizenship. Another one was form of state, which meant, you know, how you deal with centralization, decentralization and equality. Another one was to do with fundamental rights. Another one in respect to environment. Another one in respect to justice systems and another one in respect to knowledge systems, science, technology, culture, art, and heritage. So within that 155 member forum uh, or committee, there's these seven subcommittees, okay? 
And if anybody's interested and wants to have some fun, uh, there's a live channel, um, obviously in Chile, uh, where you can watch every day, you know, for the whole time the um, convention is in session. Or you can go to a website, which is www.chileconvention.cl, and convention is spelled C-O-N-V-E-N-C-I-O-N, which is the Spanish spelling for convention.cl, and you can sit there and you can watch it. And it's quite funny, actually. It's, um, there's some really interesting things. The other day, and apparently I wasn't watching, but somebody told me that the whole, the whole session and where they're sitting was filled with pineapples. Right? It was just a vision of why? massive pineapples. Now, I don't know why, but this is the sort of thing that goes on in those sessions. Um, also, citizens can, can submit motions backed by 15,000 signatures. So anybody out in the street can say, I think this should be looked at by the convention. As long as they get 15,000 signatures, they can uh, present their motion to, to the uh, convention. There's been a 1,000 motions from citizens in Chile submitted, but only seven have reached 15,000 signatures. So only seven have made the convention. So... There's a f system going on. It's just not people, you know, uh, firing from the hip and picking things out of the sky and saying, you know, there's a process going on. Once the new constitution has been agreed, right, remember, by two-thirds vote in the main body, the 155-member body, a referendum will be held 60 days later. So the convention goes, there's our new constitution, and they're starting from scratch, not using the old one as, an, as, as a base. It's a blank piece of paper that was part of the, um, uh, the um, uh, limits also, was start with a blank piece of paper. They put it on the table, and that'll be on July 4th, and they'll say, okay, please review this. Not the government, the people. Not the government, the people. And the people will have 60 days to look at that, and on the 4th of September of this year, they will vote. And there's only two options in the referendum. It's either approve or disapprove. Now, if it's approved, obviously, it's then taken into, into, uh, into the legal system and, and applied as the new constitution of the country. And if it's disapproved, simply the old constitution remains. That's it, right? So that's coming on the 4th of September. And there's no, well, I like this part of the new constitution, but I don't like that part. No, it's all or nothing, all or nothing. So there's no discussion once it gets tabled. It's, that's it, you vote for it. Now, we don't know whether the people of Chile will actually approve it, right? There's just no indication because nobody knows what's in it yet. But then, you know, as people who follow me on social media, particularly on Twitter, saw my reaction to this the other day. Well, describe it for people listening. For people listening on podcast, describe what that is. So this is a mining journal extract, um, and the heading is Chile Constitutional Convention votes to nationalise mining, which is incorrect because the constitution, the, the, the convention has not 
um, uh, 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 voted to nationalise mining. Um, what has happened is the environmental, and it says it here in small fine print, which nobody reads, but it, it says that the Chile's Environmental Commission, the little subcommittee, has tabled that with the bigger, bigger membership, right? And um, it's not been accepted. It's just been tabled, right? Now, I can tell you, and I'm going to show you something else, is an extract of all the things that have been, all the motions or articles, as they call them, that have been tabled by the environmental group or the environmental committee to the main committee. And there's 38. This, this happened prior to this whole thing about nationalisation. 38 uh, articles and only six got accepted to be considered by the convention. Right? Only six out of 38. Now, why is that? The environmental committee of this convention is, as is described by my legal counsel, is probably far left of left, the leftest you can be, and um, made up of people between the ages of 30 and 40 who have no experience whatsoever in, in anything, let alone probably business or anything like that, and they're just very radical. So they're tabling very radical, as I mentioned, um, uh, articles, but they're not all getting accepted. In fact, a very small percentage of them are getting accepted by the main uh, convention. Now, they will table this recommendation or, or, or article that says that they would like to see the mining industry in total uh, nationalised. The expectation is that will not be accepted. That's the expectation, right? Um, and uh, so nothing has happened in Chile to the extent of nationalisation of the mining industry. And once again, you know, another uh, editorial, which is from mining.com, Chile a step closer to nationalising copper and lithium. No, they're not. No, they're not. It's a, it's a, once again, a submission by the Environmental Committee to the Convention to have that happen. Hasn't been accepted, right? Hasn't been accepted. And it needs to be accepted by two-thirds or better quorum of that 155-member uh, um, convention. So, you know, they're, they're, I'm just trying to put in place, I don't know what the result of, the, you know, the the constitutional reforms that are going to be tabled are going to be. I don't even know, and I don't think anybody else knows whether they'll ever be accepted by the general public in, in Chile. But if they are to be accepted by the general public in Chile, they've got to be sensible, right? They've got to be sensible. I think, you know, Chileans are not stupid people. And in fact, since this convention started, there's been a complete because of all the shenanigans going on in the convention, as I talked about the pineapples and other things, um, there's less and less and less interest by the population to what's going on in this convention because they see it as a bit of a circus, right? But anyway, the challenge is for the convention to put something on the table that makes sense. And the other thing is there's no body in that con con constitutional convention who has any experience in drafting up a constitution. Um, you know, 
So it's going to be really interesting to see what that document looks like. As I, as I said to my lawyer, it might be something that a 15-year-old might put on a piece of paper and submit as a thesis for, uh, you know, uh, uh, an essay or something they have to write for English or something. It's, it's, it, seems, but, it, um, seems, it seems extraordinary that one, as you say, if no one's got the experience of writing up the Constitution, I mean, they're, they're rarely written up, so it may, may explain why. But if you've got to start from a blank sheet of paper with making no reference to what's gone on before, you either make it really, really simple for people to understand and there's a lot left out, because the, the other, or you or you put it in, in, in gruesome detail, but I, I suspect it'll be the former. If people on the fourth of September have to vote on this one way or the other, um, yeah, it's basically yes or no. We accept or we don't accept. Trying to get everyone in the room to agree to all aspects of everything that's on the page is it sounds like a, a bit of a mountain to climb to me. But what, what, what do you know? What the split needs to be? What was is a is it fifty one? Votes wins. Or- no, I, in, in the in the, in the referendum. Yeah. No, it's majority, so it's fifty plus one. Right? Fifty plus one. Okay. That, okay. Well, that, yeah. that that's that's kind of interesting in it in, in itself. Um, and I'm- now 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 let, let let me also say just let me clarify too. You know, once again, um, you know, I received a, a tweet from somebody the other day and said the fact that the government from Chile is even considering to nationalise copper is a horrible indication. The government's not even involved in this process. You know, the government's going to be sworn in tomorrow, March 11. Uh, Boric is going to be the new president of Chile, right? He's got nothing to do with this constitutional reform. He's, you know, so the government of Chile is not involved. Please understand that, you know, people that are out there who are looking to invest or maybe invested in Chile, the government's not involved. They will apply whatever the people decide. Right. And the other thing is, you know, if we look at the mining.com um, editorial that was was uh, in, in social media yesterday, they then referred to the higher royalties and talked about this um, tax increase, you know, that, that's been proposed. Now, what's happened there, let, and I'm going to finish on this, what's happened there is that Congress, some members of Congress, tabled a uh, proposal for mining taxes to go up in Chile. And it was ridiculous because it was, you know, like 80% increase, you know, to, to 80%. It was just punitive sort of um, uh, a raise in, in, in the taxes. Now, that's gone nowhere. That's still in Congress. That's revolving around Congress. And eventually Congress will say, you know, this is what we think could happen. And they will put that forward. Now, in Chile, there's a two-tiered level of government. There's Congress and Senate. In Peru, we don't have that. We have Congress, who, which is a debacle in Chile, in Peru. I mean, Peru is a basket case right now from a political perspective. But anyway, we, we just have a Congress here, but they have Congress plus Senate. So this has to go to the Senate if taxes are going to be increased. And the Senate is the balancing act of any of these things, seeing the light of day in a ridiculous format, right? So there's going to be a lot of argy-bargy in respect to you know, how high are we going to raise these taxes? Are we just going to, you know, add additional royalty? There'll be something, right? But it's not going to be crazy like this. But unfortunately, the press like to sensationalise this. Um, and when I asked my, um, when I asked the person who wrote the editorial in the um, uh, mining journal, and I said, uh, where did you get this from? And they said, from, from uh, media inside Chile. And I said, 
And I asked my, my legal counsel and they said, media in Chile is predominantly very right wing. And they're trying to scare the populace of Chile by putting out things like the constitution is, you know, the constitutional convention is going to vote um, to nationalise mining. Reason why? They want the people in Chile to go, well, shit, that's not what we want. Um, you know, we, we need an engine room for this country, which is mining, to, to continue to generate uh, revenue for, you know, our welfare programs and our education and our, our, our health programs, because if we don't have that, we don't have anything, right? So, and we need foreign investment. So that's what's happening. And unfortunately, the foreign press is just going, oh, yeah, cut and paste, and, and, and this is what's happening in Chile. It's not. So all I can say is um, please do your due diligence when, when, when you see these editorials and, and you think they look crazy because in, in, in most cases they will be crazy. Ask around. Um, you know, I'm happy to put people in touch with my legal counsel because they don't have to talk to me and say, well, Alex, of course Alex is going to say Chile is a wonderful place to do business. Uh, no, you know, I, I don't even know what the result of this is going to be. So, you know, I have to take whatever comes. And, 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 but, but at least tamper down your excitement about what's going on. That's all I can say. Thank you. Alex, like, I appreciate you being a sort of spokesman for um, a lot of the companies operating, explorers, developers, and, and, and even the producers um, in, in, in Chile. It's an important business, uh, it's an important revenue stream for the, for the Chilean uh, uh, government and peoples. Um, so like, well, well said, and I appreciate you breaking it down like that. Um, we'll probably ask the same question of, of other, other um, companies operating um, there and see what they can, they can tell us. I know you've been kindly helped us in the past speak to some of the uh, mining industry, some of the, the, the uh, legal people and journalists out there, and they, they seem, to, seem to confirm your, your view of what, what um, the, the potential outcome should be. It'll be sort of in line with other mining jurisdictions around the world, it seems to us. But look, we'll wait and see. Fourth of July is the big day that we're uh, looking for. And then fourth of September, we'll, we'll know a little bit more. What's that doing for your business? Does that mean you're sitting there treading water? Business as usual. Business as usual. Remembering, Boric gets uh, sworn in tomorrow, the new president. Um, it'll take him a few months to you know, put in his people and do things. We're at the end of our EIA process. We're now waiting for, you know, the authorities, which are not going to change tomorrow um, in respect to the um, review of our EIA, the final review, because it's a review been going on for the last um, uh, 18 months. Um, so, no, it's business as usual, and that's what we're seeing, um, you know, with our, with our activities in the country. Um, you know, we've started pre-construction activities at Phoenix Gold, um, you know, um, campsite, plant site, heat bleach, uh, uh, pad. Um, there's a lot of activity going on. Um, we're fully funded to uh, production, as everybody knows. And, um, you know, the next bit of news will be, guess what? We've got our EIA approved. Uh, I just don't know when that's going to be. Originally guided end of Q1. We're near the end of Q1. I don't know if it's going to be the end of Q1. It might, you know, roll into Q2. But out of our control, it's really with the authorities. But but as I said to you know before in, in interviews that I've done, there's no red flags. It's just a bureaucratic process, and we just got to go through it. But but no no, you know, in Chile, it's business as usual. And I think most people doing business in the mining sector there would say 
that that's what they are experiencing as business as usual. Right. So chilly business as usual. Global economy uh, seems to be moving the dial on gold prices. Gold producers and near-term gold producers have been the beneficiary of that. You're you're not immune to that yourselves. Nice uptick recently. Um, it, it's, it's exciting times. You seem to be timing it right. I think from a gold price perspective, yes. You know, obviously, we're going to be impacted by inflation um, aspects, you know, fuel prices and other things. But, you know, the fuel price was half what it was, what it, what it was today, you know, two months ago. It, it could be half in two months' time. So, you know, what's it going to be at the beginning of next year when we're producing? I don't know, you know. But, but you know, we, we don't have a marginal project in Chile. That's what I keep saying to people. You know, our ASIC is guided at, at you know, the low thousands and, you know, Gold prices at two thousand. So um, there's plenty of fat there, uh, depending on what happens to inflation, etc. Okay, Alex, appreciate your time today. See you soon. Thanks, man.